welcome to the podcast. I'm Mike, and this is Orlando, and we're on episode 156. Yeah, an update episode. Yeah, it's an update episode, which is super exciting uh, because update episodes are pretty awesome. And uh, there's a lot think, going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and uh, you know, all all at least for me personally. Some, some pretty good stuff. So, you know, it's always exciting to be able to talk about that. Well, at least as things are going well for one. It's going well for me, too. But wouldn't it be tragic if we had one and everything was just bad? I mean, you know, that's life. You know, even in the <laughs> podcast, there's there's times where it's like, hey, things are rough in reselling or in personal life and then things are better. It's just it's an up and down. It's part of life. And I think that's that uh, part of being real. You know? But it's been it's been a while. I mean, we I mean, we and what's crazy is we're saying that through a pandemic, through turmoil in our country. But. You know, overall, I think it's one of those things. If you stay focused on what you're doing and you keep the course, I think you still find that satisfying. Right. I mean, there's so many things that can can get in the way of of your business, too. Right. Because, you know, and we'll t- we've actually we've t- we're going to talk about this in our summer slowdown episode coming up Ooh, or next week. Is summer slowdown a myth episode? Yeah. I don't know. Are you OK with that title for the next episode? I don't know. We'll figure it's it already out. summer. Right? Summertime. Is it is it summer though? Is, and the living season. or is June twenty one? Isn't like the solstice have to I happen? Don't know. I I mean to me officially it's summer and this is gonna kind of be my update because uh today was my last day at school. I turned in my oh, keys for, for the day, so or for, for the summer. Um and I'm I'm done. No more going on campus, no more answering emails. Like I am done, done. And the reason that that's I guess kind of resale related is <laughs> the nice thing about being a teacher is for the summer I get to step into kind of being full-time, right? Because even with the the distance learning, I feel like a lot of my stress was reduced to to an extent. Like I didn't have as much of a commute. Um, I, I had uh, more hours available for other things, but couldn't source, right? So um, and now I'm at a place where I've got the summer. I can source. I can list. I don't have another job hanging over my head. And you know, it's one of those things. I I feel like I've got my feet in both worlds. Like I can I I can empathize with people who have a nine to five. They're working and they're trying to spin their weekends. They're spending their evenings hustling, and and that's on top of something else. Uh, but then I also can kind of occasionally experience what it's like to say, all right, for a week or two weeks or four weeks or however long I want to spend of this, uh, I'm gonna go as if this is a full time job, and I don't have another job hanging over my head. So I kind of have that unique experience, which is. It's pretty awesome, and I'm excited to have this summer and kind of see how things go. Uh, you know, last summer was still relatively new to reselling, right? Like mm-hmm. it, things were. I, I was learning things. I was more experienced than I was when we first started. Uh, but now going on, I guess technically this is like my third summer of reselling. Is it? Yeah. One, two. No, it's only your. Yeah, no, it is. It's it my is third, your third. It's my third summer. We started the podcast. We're about to hit our. Two year anniversary here yeah. of the podcast. So I mean, it's kind of cool to to go into this third year with more experience, more under my belt. And you know, in the past, I've even had like I've taught summer school, or I've done other things for school, and I've still had that over my head. Whereas this year, I'm 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 a free agent. I'm good to go. <laughs> and it, and it's it's really strange. I mean, I will say the one sad part about this is there's no eBay open. I'll keep saying that. But again, we couldn't even. Well, we could, we could. I mean, now things are kind of mellowing out a little bit. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? As far I, as no, there's still not going to be pandemic. Yeah, but there's still not going to be any any giant gatherings of people. I don't know, man. There's that latest report. I don't, do we need to talk about this? Where I was like, we don't know if asymptomatic spread happens. Yeah, no, I'm like, I know. What? What? Yeah, I saw like, that too, or that it was rare. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't, just, we don't need to get into that. But I thought about that, and I'm like, 
Okay. Well, hopefully that's not. Hopefully that's true, and then we can, you know, get to have a meetup again. Yeah. Well, I mean, eBay Open, as it were, as it was, was already canceled prior to this, so it's not like that was what was holding this up. But um. But we had a PHP meetup that we had to cancel. Yeah, and that's a bummer. And and you know, I'm sure a, a lot of people were bummed and upset about that. But it was we. I, I feel like we canceled it right before it was kind of mandatory to cancel all. Of you those know, things. what was weird though is we kind of felt like. We were. I felt like we were going too far by by canceling it, and then in retrospect, it's like okay, we made the right. Call, yeah, well, right? like two days later, all the the the, the store or the uh, restaurants were closed, so we everything done it shut anyway, down. So. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it is sad to go somewhere, I guess, without eBay open. But again, we've got to. I, I think have the perspective that majority of our listeners aren't going to eBay open. It is great to be able to meet the handful that do, um, but. There's so many people out there who aren't wouldn't have gone to eBay Open anyways, and so how do we make the best out of a summer, um, you know, without those opportunities available? And you know, we'll talk about that more on our next episode next Wednesday. Nice. And I'm also looking. We still have a bunch of eBay swag in storage that eBay sent us right before. So I mean, technically, could we wear that eBay swag every day now? Sure, but you know, it wasn't given to us for us to personally use. All right. So for anything else going on with you lately? No, I mean that's the that's kind of the big thing is is it, it's hard to focus on it's hard to be all in in two areas, right? And so um even with as much as I've been able to focus on reselling during the 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 quarantine time and the stay at home, uh it's this is going to be a game changer, right? So this week is my 9-year anniversary, my 9-year wedding anniversary, so um we're going to celebrate that and so I'm you know there's just a lot of really good things in the summer. Uh, my birthday is coming up. So summer is like a good time for me. Like I love the summer so much. Uh, and so, you know, I'm excited to see. I think I think next update episode, I'll be able to talk more into like, all right, how how has it been going more, you know, full tilt into into reselling in the summer? Uh, but for now, it, it's I'm in that transition phase where it's like literally today I turned in my keys, came here and set up to record the podcast. Uh, and so I'm, my brain hasn't made the full switch yet, but I'm I'm ready to go home and just breathe a sigh of relief. And I think you'll enjoy it this summer more than last summer because you know a lot more, mm. right? I mean, I've shared before when I would do those full-time experiments, like during a Christmas break or something when I was teaching. And the first two were miserable because I couldn't find anything. But that's not because there wasn't anything there. I just didn't know what to look for, right? Now you have you have a pretty good idea. I mean, you go for all the way from board games to clothing to shoes to... Stuff that you know you shouldn't pick up also, right? So so that's good. What's new with you? Uh so it's 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 kind of I'm I'm in this weird phase. So, you know, we had the interview with Mark Meyer and we've we you know, we talked to Lindy Glenn and we talked about bulk buying, but I haven't I haven't found like those opportunities. Now maybe I'm looking in the wrong place, but I really was hoping to, you know, I had mentioned this in previous podcasts, I wanted to go to auction and so on, but I'm just I'm not seeing it happening yet. At least not here. And maybe it's because it's a regional thing. Maybe there's a lot more of that on the East Coast and parts of the Midwest. Because, you know, we had mentioned uh, Flip a Dollar on our previous podcast. He's in the Midwest and he gets stuff at auctions all the time. So I'm looking, I'm looking. And yeah, I go on Auction Zip and I'm on Cal Auctions and I'm looking at government auction websites. And there just isn't anything at least that I would be willing to to go in on. Right. And we have an awesome interview coming up actually this Sunday with the two Aussie thrifters from Australia. Woo-woo. And, you know, they had talked about that they were willing to buy pallets of stuff they didn't know anything about. Right. I don't know if I can do that yet. Like, and, I, and it's not that I'm risk averse or maybe I am, but 
I, I like now I'm in the zone where I like spending money on what I know will sell. Right. And so I, I did a lot of experimenting, I would say my first couple years of full time. And now that I'm actually ending the second year here soon, which, yeah, I'm actually at the end of year two, which is kind of crazy and entering year three. I, I, I'm not I'm not about that anymore. I just I don't want to do it. So I'm still looking. So what I've been doing is I've been sourcing offer up, which has been kind of interesting. And we talked about this, like you look at the person's username, you find all the items there. But man, it is it is quick. Like I've had so many where like they're like, yeah, sure, come by. And like I decided to like take a break and like pack a few items. And then on the road, I get this message that it's sold. Yep. And I'm like, what? What do you mean this sold? Yeah. Like you said you were selling to me and you can only get so mad at people. Yeah, you can't get mad at people at well, all. Well, I kind of did at one. I was like, you know, it'd be nice if you had told me before I hit the road. I didn't say it that way. And they're like, they made up some excuse that they were in Mexico. And I'm like, what? You're in Mexico. So how did this happen then? Right. Anyways. So, yeah, you can't. I mean, you just got to move on stuff. So that's one thing I'm learning is these local deals. Like you got to move quick. Yeah. And, you know, the save searches, I think, makes it even more competitive because, yeah. you know, those that really know what's up are doing those safe searches on OfferUp, on LetGo, on Facebook Marketplace. And so when things hit, you got to move. There's a pair of docs that I wanted to get. And it was like 20 seconds gone. Yeah. Like there's no moving. Uh, the other thing is I, I've also decided I am not going to do, you know how I used to do like those, the I guess the mini road trips, like I'm going to hit these eight thrift stores in this region. Like I may do that every once in a while, but I'm going to go where the money is. Like, because I, I, I was, I was reflecting over the pandemic about how I've had been able to pick up so much inventory in such minimal time, whether it was sourcing through eBay or locally or doing a bulk buy. And now, like I went to, and I haven't shown this footage on Instagram and maybe I should, I just, I feel bad wasting people's time, but there's been two or three times I've gone to the store that shall not be named and it's been absolutely nothing. I mean, I don't even think it was like lower dollar items I could pick up out of there. So I'm not sure what's going on. Is it that they've, they don't have enough employees? I know that they laid off 90% of their employees here in San Diego. So maybe they're not able to get through the stuff. Two, it could be that they already they know more, and so they pick through their stuff a lot more now than before. Or three, maybe we thought there were these huge donations, and maybe they didn't happen, or maybe they're in quarantine somewhere. I don't know, but it's it's been bad. And so I've I've hit this one store three times over the last three weeks, and I've only picked up like two items. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do this. Like this is this is very. <laughs> I feel like it's a waste of time. Mm. And so I've gone to that one store we love and I'm just going there. That's all I'm doing. And I, I'm scoring every single time. And so I think that's going to change things a little bit because I, I really right now I'm enjoying the time freedom and not having to do as much work as I was doing before. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe, you know, we will have this abundance in the thrift stores in a month or two. Uh, but I just I'm not seeing it right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. Nice. Yeah. So, you got any any random stories? Yeah, this one actually, it, it, I guess it's random, kind of, and it's it's a shout out to are, my are wife. Are any of these random? Huh? Are any of these random or are they just story time? Well, I mean, you know, if it's not like part of a topic, I guess we would call it random. <laughs> okay. Right? Stories. Stories that we like, I guess that's what. <laughs> um, things that happen. So uh, my wife has gotten really good at our inventory system and making sure that we're using custom SKUs and we know what 
shelving rack something's on what tote it's in inside of or what shelf then what tote inside of what tote what bag or what what section of the tote and where we first started to get into doing this was when we picked up that big macy's hall right because it's Mm -hmm. like okay here's all of a sudden 100 items and we've got to we've got to find a way to make sure that these are easily we're able to find them easily we did we've actually done two of these types of hauls so We've got all of these items, right? We've got all of these shirts, all of these pants, all these dresses, all these random things. And it would be very difficult, especially because it's one thing if, you, if you're if you just starting off and you're getting one item at a time and it's like, yeah, I remember that one item. But when you get 100 items at once, nothing really stands out, right? Unless it's like an amazing item. So everything's listed. Okay, it's in tote three. It's in bag four of tote three. And, and it's easy to find as soon as something sells. Well, we sold an item from that Macy's box and for whatever reason, there was no custom skew. So I think that it was probably, I mean, I get major anxiety when that hits. It could have been a mistake on our end, but it it just seems weird that every other item had one. And so I was like, it just maybe something happened with eBay when we listed this, it didn't save. Who knows, right? That is not, that, that doesn't matter. But I'm really proud of my wife because she was like, all right, I did this over like the course of three days, listing all of these. She goes, Let's remember when I was taking pictures, I feel like this was towards the last third of pictures I was taking, right? So that automatically eliminated like three of our totes, right? And then it left like two totes. It's like, okay. And then of that third, I feel like I I put it and she like went through this whole process. So she's like, okay, so I think I, I did that on a Saturday. So that would be probably this tote. And I feel like on that day, it was right in the middle. Oh so we have like five bags in each tote. So it's, maybe it's like tote four bag three, right? Because that would be right in the middle of Saturday. And she opened it up and it was right on top of that bag. First pick, right? And I'm just like blown away because I'm like, you know, I have a pretty good memory. But the fact that she was able to like think it through like that, like when do I remember taking this picture? All right. It was probably like towards the end, right? So she picked a day and she's like, well, most of the items in that day were in this tote. And then I remember in that day, it was like closer to the evening. I still had a lot left. It was about halfway done. And she was able to like visualize where it was and find it one shot instead of spending. I mean, if if she wasn't able to do that and she was wrong, you know, that first pick, she could have spent hours, right? Looking through bag after bag, trying to find where is this item at? Where is this shirt at? For like a $15 profit, right? It isn't like a huge profit that would make it worthwhile. And I mean, so that's one, a reminder to double check that you've got custom SKUs. Um, And then two, it's just, I'm kind of impressed with her, right? Like that she was able to like visualize it and think it through and she nailed it on the first shot. Uh, And I'm sure we've all have stories like that, but uh, she told me that this week and I was like, man, you are pretty awesome. It is scary. I mean, I, (laughs) that is awesome. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like you have everything organized and I've had it before where I wait until probably... I don't know, 20 minutes till closing of the post office to get my inventory from the storage unit to pack it. Cause I can pack pretty quick, but I've had it where it's like you pull it up and you're like, I got 20 minutes and you go through like 30 totes in like 10 minutes mm. and it's, it's pretty bad. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm glad she's that, awesome. I'm glad that worked out. All right. So mine is, I got a couple of things I got. Uh, first one is, so we've been getting, been getting a lot of DMS about this and, and I've, and now I'm experiencing it. So I'm not sure what's going on with the post office these days, but man, if you bring in a lot of packages, at least the location we're at, like unless they're priority, like a lot of them are not getting scanned right now. A lot. Like I, the other day I dropped, 
Uh, you know, on the low end, I dropped 30 packages. I think on the high end, it was 50. I can't remember. It was both Merchant Fulfilled and eBay. And there was like five of them that was first class. So every single item was priority. So, you know, I, I went inside and I asked them, can I get the big like carry whatever that rolling cart? And so, I, you know, I filled up the rolling cart and like I purposely put like the first class on top because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want anybody to take this. And they're like, oh, yeah, I just leave it in the lobby. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know why people are so trustworthy. Like I still lock my doors no matter where I'm at. I can be in the middle of nowhere. I'll still lock my doors. So to to ask me to leave this, whole, I mean, there's over like. I don't know. It was like $1,500 worth of merchandise that I'm just leaving here in the lobby. But I left it and I go home and I'm like, all right, I wonder, you know, I, ch- I waited like two hours. I'm like, all right, I wonder if they scanned it. And sure enough, all the priority stuff was scanned and all the first class wasn't scanned. Hmm. And even till now, like I go to this and it'll still tell me first, first, uh, first class. And I look and it's like, oh, label has been provided. And that is all. So I'm like, this, this is not good because, you know, one of the items that I sold was something that somebody, oh, well, there you go. All right. They're finally scanned. They're finally scanned. It took, hey, no, and I, I got to give a shout out to one of our listeners that pulled me off the ledge on this one. Um, Because this person, look at this note that this this buyer, so I, I just sold a buckle. It was only like 20 something bucks, but they go, greetings, and they put my store name. Many thanks for this nifty AB offering with even more thrown in for your kind of extra discount. I'm a big rugby fan, and this fun to stumble on rugby related items on eBay. They are rare here in the U.S., no matter which code the and the team are an Aussie rugby league team in Sydney, possibly still going by that thespian sports aficionado, Russell Crowe, all the best. And I get this and I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to pack this. I'm going to send this. Like, I love these kind of sales. And then there's no tracking. So I'm like, great. I'm going to hear from this person because obviously they really look forward to this one. And so I'm like, uh, and so, you know, uh, shout out to Wayne Kway Shop on on Instagram. He's a mailman, and I said, "Hey, listen, man, I'm I'm just trying to figure this out. Like, this is not the first time. This is about the third time in the last two weeks where I bring in with a bring in a bunch of packages, and like I don't find out about stuff till like days later. And so basically, what he said is, if the post office gets swamped, they're gonna scan priority because they are priority." <laughs> He's like, that's the way it is. And he goes, and he told me, he said, even myself, like I work for the post office, I'll wait in line to make sure everything gets scanned. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, if if the post office person is telling me they wait in line at the post office, like that's good advice. Now, some of you are going to say, hey, Orlando, why don't you do pickup? I don't do pickup because I don't trust my neighborhood. I don't trust leaving my stuff out there. So that's why I don't do pickup. Orlando's not a super trust, trusting guy. No, no. If you knew my life, you'd understand why. The second part is it's time. Like, imagine me standing there while they're scanning. I don't know. I, I think it was like 40 something packages. That's why I said 30 to 60. I can't remember. Like, just beep, put on a scale. Beep. I mean, that's about 30 minutes of time. I have other places to go to. I think I had to record a podcast with you at that moment in time. Yeah, it was yesterday. So I had to get going. And so that's the other reason. But anyways, if you do run into that scenario, all you can do is trust the system, right? I would, you know, I wouldn't even bother contacting the post office. Now, if it's been three or four days and, you know, it should have arrived by then, then you have a scenario that, you know, it's probably time to contact your local local post office. And like I've shared on Instagram before, if it's something, and I've shared on the podcast, if it's something that has arrived it's on the buyer to find out what happened. If it's something that hasn't arrived, it's on you to find out what happened. So, so there's that. 
And the other thing is, man, I feel like this is like a rant, random story, but what's trending right now on, on eBay is kids making offers on items. Like, I can't tell you how many, I literally this week, probably three to five times I've had somebody say, oh, my kid bought that. I'm like, what? Like, I had a goofy plush the other day. Cha-ching, it's sold. And it's something that I wish I never picked up. So I'm like, yes. And I had this dilemma. Okay, do I go right now in my storage unit? Do I pack it? And do I ship it out? Because I do that sometimes just because I want to get the algorithm going. I'm like, nah, I got time. I already went to the post office this morning. I should have done it because within an hour later, I get a, oh, my kid accidentally bought this. Can we cancel? Now, I, it would have been nice if I said, oh, I'm sorry. It's already been dropped off. It's on its way. And would they have returned it? Maybe. I don't know. It was less than 20 bucks. Like, would they have? Mm. I don't know. But the best one was I had one where it was a Harley shirt, new with tags. And to send an offer, like, it's not like a one click. Yeah. Like, you have to send the offer, you submit, then it makes you review, like, are you sure is what you want to send? Da, da, da. Well, you know, somebody's daughter had great taste and knew what their dad wanted for Father's Day, even though she was, like, three years old. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's when you know when it's an offer, like, okay, like, now, part of it is I know many times people are able to use that excuse. They call their, their cell phone company and they say, like, hey, my kid bought a bunch of apps or... Uh, we went over on data because my kid was watching movies. Yeah, we had people on Instagram tell us that. Like yeah. one person said they bought like their kid bought like $10,000 worth of stuff yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. No. And, and so that stuff does happen. But a lot of times that's, it's almost like a guaranteed freebie. You know, the first time you call AT&T and tell them like went over on <laughs> data because my kid bought a bunch of stuff or was watching streaming and didn't know or, or whatever. It's almost like guaranteed they're going to, they're going to let it go that first time. And so I think people use similar excuses when it's like, you know, my kid accidentally bought this online. Now, some of those times give them the benefit of the doubt. But realistically, like you said, an offer, I think a lot of times if somebody's able to go through the process and make an offer, it's going to be a lower price. I think what it more often than not probably is, is people don't realize, one, that if you, if you send an offer and somebody accepts it, it's that, that's now a contract, right? It's not just you know, like, hey, let me, it's not like negotiating in person where somebody can say, like, I'll give you 30. And you're like, oh, how about 20? The moment you say, yeah, I'll take that you're now obligated to pay that, right? And so it, it's a little bit more intense. And I think people don't always realize that or don't think that maybe it'll be accepted. I mean, there's times where I'm sourcing on on eBay and I'll send an offer and I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of a big offer. And I send the, like a $20 offer on something. And I'm like, you know, what? honestly, if that doesn't, if, if they don't take that mm -hmm. offer, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be okay. Like, I'm, I'm glad. Like, that's kind of maybe I pay, overpaid a little bit. And part of me is kind of just hoping they don't take it. And when they do accept it, it's like, all right, you know, I made the offer, I'm going to buy it. But I'm sure that happens too, or people send it and then afterwards kind of either have buyer's remorse or think to themselves, there's no way they're going to accept this offer. And maybe they don't actually have the money to pay for it, right? They're like, ooh, they did accept the offer. Now what? No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's kind of like one of those times when somebody buys something and they don't pay for it. And it's the only time I'm okay with it because I'm like, I hope they don't pay because I know I could have gotten more money. I just was at the time trying to trigger the algorithm, right? So I get that. But yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, the, oh, here's a, the the oh, I didn't even mention the the after, and then we'll move on to our reseller topics. But so this person said that their daughter has sent the offer, but then said, "Yeah, things have been kind of tough with COVID. Can we can we get a lower price on that?" What? Wait a second! Like, bro, you just exposed yourself. Like, how are you gonna go from my daughter to now? Well, actually, can we get a lower price? Like, that doesn't work. So. All right, let's talk about some. There's some good stuff happening here. So let's get to our reseller topics.
Yeah. The world is changing around us faster than we can even keep up. But reselling is that foundation, that rock, that steady anchor in your life. But even there's changes there. Tell us about them, Orlando. Well, there's there's some good stuff happening. Now, this isn't like, okay, this is a reseller's hobby, but it's not. But uh, I signed up for managed payments. I'm so proud of you. And have you already signed up? Um, I don't think so. I think we're going to. Okay. All right. And so the reason you gave that answer is because sometimes your wife handles that part of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she okay. she may have already signed us up. She she's probably listening right now. Like, yes, I already signed up. Okay. Um, but yeah, she does a lot of the admin stuff behind the scenes. So if you know anything about me, I've been anti-managed payments since day one. Like I've I'm I was like I'm gonna wait to the end. But here's why I signed up. One is, if there's a bunch of people like me that are signing up in middle of July before the deadline, like. You know how things are like whenever people wait last minute, systems crash, things don't go well. Not not that that would happen, but here's what I've heard. I've heard some people like they've done something like uh, there was somewhere. I can't remember. It was they had said something about like they had put uh, the wrong address. I think it was like on a scavenger life forum. I think somebody had said they put like the wrong address, like they, the title or something, or they called in, they called into the show and then eBay didn't let them get paid for like two weeks and a half because it wasn't the same thing as their taxes. I'm like, that would be terrible. Mm. Like, so I'm like, I I mean, could I go two weeks without getting paid? Sure, I could go two weeks. Do I want to? No, like no one wants to. So there's that. Like if there's any errors, I want to be able to correct it. The other one is, I've heard a lot of people say that you do get more sales once you jump to manage payments. I'm like, all right, well, since global shipping's on there now, why not? And the other part is, and I'm hoping eBay comes through on this and I haven't had anybody yet comment. So if you know, comment below, if somebody buys something that's an offer, like right now they have 48 hours, but if it's managed payments, I think it's supposed to be instant. But I've also seen somebody show this on Instagram where like somebody didn't pay right away. And then when they didn't pay right away, what ended up happening was they got a message from eBay and the message said, uh, you are you are allowed to relist this due to lack of payment or something like that. Mm. And I'm like, that's kind of nice. Like I've always, I, I remember telling the eBay execs, I said at eBay open, I said, it'd be nice if the item was still available until the person paid. Right. Because that would motivate someone like, Hey, I'm going to pay because I don't want to lose this. Like right now it's a layaway program. So for all those reasons, I decided to sign up now, understand when you sign up, that doesn't mean you're in the program. Like for a reason, like you're on the list. And so sometime between now and July 15, I'm hoping that I'll get set up and I'll, I'll be all good. So I don't know. I encourage you guys. I mean, here's the thing. It's happening like no matter what. And, you know, again, I wouldn't type in thoughts on managed payments. I mean, you could, but man, you go into those forums and I, I there was another one. I was like, I'm done. They wanted my social security number and I'm over with eBay. Like this is, this is the last straw. I'm going to Craigslist and Facebook. Like what? Like yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, you always got to realize with things like that, the the squeaky wheels are always gonna get the most attention, right? And so, uh, when people are really, really upset and passionate, they they tend to speak out more than the people who are happy, right? So, uh, you're gonna if you if you look for things like that, you're gonna probably find more negative than positive, uh, just in general. Um, now that doesn't mean that that's always the case, right? Like a lot of times, if I think the majority, it's like 99% yeah, of the case. But if the majority of the people realize then maybe there's enough just across the board of people saying, no, it's good, it's good, that that kind of drowns out. But those people who are very upset are going to seek the attention. They're going to they're gonna kind of rise to the top, even if even in a lot of the forums. Even if it's me. 
even in the forums and things where uh, people are disagreeing with them, the action or the interaction on the post, the negative post will will push it to the top. And a lot of times people just read, mm-hmm. you know, just the very beginning of something and they don't go into depth of what everybody else has said afterwards. So yeah, you do got to be careful when you, when you go online and, and you'll find anything you want and you'll find people who will, will feel as upset about it as, as you are, or people will make you upset about something that maybe you don't have. You a can always about. find someone to make you feel good or upset or upset. I mean, yeah, but you know, whether it's, Whatever is the issue is like, and that's a problem. That's why we, I think we have a problem in our society of listening to each other because it's so easy to just always find people that we want to listen to all the time. So, all right, but that's for another podcast. Yeah. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Hey, everyone. Ever found yourself too busy to list or wanting to scale and not knowing how? Well, we've partnered with a great service called Sellhound. They will help you do much of the heavy lifting and can benefit your business in many ways. Sign up for listing services with Sellhound and receive 25% off your first purchase or 25% off your first month of a Sellhound monthly subscription. You can do this by using our promo code, all in caps, PureHustle25. That's the numbers, 25. By the way, everyone gets three free listings to try out before any purchases. Just go to Sellhound.com and subscribe using our promo code, purehustle 25. So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, And we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So, uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with list perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, you need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, so First of all, is List Perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, you're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, and your your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. All right. So manage payments. Well, we'll keep you tuned. I, as soon as I sign up, I'll... I mean... I'll be over, I mean, obviously, we're all going to be on the same page in a little over a month. So, all right. So, this, more good news. So, eBay is is on fire right now. Like, eBay is doing really well. Uh, they sent out a. Uh, hold on, let me pull it up here on my on my nifty laptop. 
or MacBook. Uh, they sent out their business results. Uh, Jordan Sweetnam, uh, he is the SVP. I, I don't know what that sell a selling vice president. He's an important guy. Really nice guy, by the way. Like we, Mike and I get invited to do some of those uh, seller check-ins, and he's on there. And man, the guys, the guys, legit. I like, I like to meet you someday, Jordan, and have you on the podcast, by the way. Uh, so they they put out and they put a few things. So they're the GMV, which is the gross merchandise value. That's basically how much they sold of merchandise is is twenty three to twenty six percent higher than it was this time last year. Now there's two things. I mean, you could also say, yeah, but things have been low for eBay for the last few years. Yeah, true. But hey, we're just looking forward. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm okay that we're at 25% higher. That's pretty good, right? And said uh, they expect, you know, that for Q2, 23 to 26% compared to last year. They said they also added 6 million new and reactivated buyers in April and May. And their buyer growth is accelerating. And they're seeing vertical trends in all categories, home and garden, electronics, fashion, car parts, and so on. And uh, yeah, thing, things are things are going well. And they've also decided to do uh, national TV campaigns, which to me, I felt that that was just pressure. It sounds like old media they're using. Like who's who's? Yeah, but you know why? I see that complaint on. Here's what's funny. I see that complaint on Instagram from influencers all the time. Like, how come I got to turn on TV and I always see Mercari, which is true. I always see Poshmark on there. Like even on our own YouTube, the two ads we get is uh, Amazon Automation and Mercari. Like the Mercari is the one I see all the time, and it's it's a it's a bad commercial. It's like who who wrote this? Like from the eighties, man. Like come on now. And uh, but it's okay, Mercari. I, I love eBay. So, um, they're doing national TV, which I don't know, but I, I it's a good thing you bring that up because you know what's gotten me to buy stuff. It's not been TV. It's Instagram ads. Yeah. Like I'll buy silly stuff. Like the other one was like, I didn't buy it, but I almost did. It was like a, a planking, like video game thing. Like you could yep. do planking. Yeah. Pl- you seen that one? Yeah, I've seen it. I yep. clicked on it. Just see what it was about. Oh, ooh, only $99 down from 199. You've never heard of it before, but it was originally 199 and now it's 99, even though the actual price is probably 99. But the fact that in the ad, it has the 199 yes. crossed out. In your mind, you were never thinking like, would I pay 199 for this? But as soon as they show you that it used to be 199 and now it's... Yeah, so th- those ads are really clever and especially because they're more targeted, right? Like I try and I try and convince people that of all the time, like even with like, you know, I work at a charter school and, and a, a part of it is, you know, trying to get enrollment. Mm-hmm. And so they send out, you know, flyers to the community and say like, hey, you know, here's what our school is about. And one of the beautiful things about social media advertising is you can target specific demographics, right? So who are the people who are looking at the things that are interested in this, right? And same thing with eBay. I think when you broadcast on on television, now maybe if you're like, okay, the products we sell... Um, When's the last time you watched television, Mike? Well, that's the thing is, <laughs> so if you're like, if you watch certain channels, right? Like certain channels at certain times of the day, you can tell who their, who their current audience is, right? It's like, ooh, there's a lot of advertisements here for like retirement or you know, back pain or, and it's like, okay, so they probably have a a much older audience or you see certain advertisements for certain health products or you can kind of tell who their audience is, but you can't even target as much. And I think unless you're specifically looking for, um, I, I think, I don't know, I think majority of Americans now are moving away from TV as their primary source of, of entertainment to their phones. And so it seems like the money would be better spent on phones unless TV ads are just dirt cheap right now because nobody's, you know, watching TV, but it, well, just it makes seems you activate. It makes you activate right there. That's yeah. the difference. Like TV, 
you have to like, you know, pick up your laptop or pick up your phone. Like when it's on internet, like for instance, you remember those cell phone cases that would like stick to walls mm-hmm. or whatever? You know, that was a private label thing. Like there were two forty nine on on Alibaba and people were selling them for like 10 to 20 bucks. Right. But the nice thing is like you, you for instance, you see the slash price and you're mm-hmm. like, this is good. And you can right there buy it. Yeah. And it's like, if you buy one, here's a price buy. So I'm thinking, what if eBay had, hey, if you click on this now, we'll give you five free. Like that's what they're offering right now. The If you're a new seller, you can sell the first five items for free. Right. What if right now, if they said, hey, click right now and get your items listed. Like, I, I don't know. And again, I, I want to say, I do believe that eBay probably has a marketing team that did the research and thought this through. And maybe TV is the way to go. Maybe. maybe, maybe. But then again, even still, like a lot of times we, I don't know how much we've talked about this, but a lot of times big companies, when we've even mentioned like, you know, big ship is hard to steer. It takes a long time to turn. A lot of times marketing companies get stuck in what worked five years ago, 10 years ago, because it worked really well then. And and in our day and age, like things, marketing changes so quickly that what worked five, 10 years ago, all of a sudden looks out, uh, outdated, but it's really tough unless you've got a group of very, very progressive minded uh, or very flexible individuals in the department or very young people who've just graduated college and have all the new ideas. But even the young people, the new ideas, if they're not willing to pivot and say like, because right now they're like, yeah, it's on TikTok. Get your ads on TikTok. And if they stick to TikTok five years from now, it's going to be something else. And if they haven't moved to say like, oh, it's no longer TikTok, they're still like, no, trust me, like TikTok. So people have to be willing to change. Like big companies like Sears and uh, those types of companies had a hard time making those changes and lost you know, important people who wanted to make changes. So to, I don't know, to me, I mean, again, I, I'm I'm a nobody, but, but TV just seems one of the things that worries me about that is I, I firmly believe that a lot of people who use eBay uh, buyer wise is probably an older generation, right? I feel like the youngest generation of buyers right now are not on eBay to the extent that the older generation is. Right. So I think that the younger generations are using Facebook Marketplace, they're using Mercari, even if it's not as good of a platform and maybe they don't have the buying power. But the problem is if if you go to TV, that's probably the number one demographic there too, is people 50 plus, right? And so if those are the people, your customers you're trying to bring into eBay or the sell- buyers you're tra- or sellers and buyers you're trying to bring into eBay, then are you helping eBay adapt for this changing generation? Or do you need to move and pivot to say, how do we get in the the 20-somethings? Yeah, and, and it's possible too that eBay saw an opportunity because probably ad space on TV is cheaper now, right? Because there's no, there's no sports. It's kind of sad. I mean, I, we've been able to go out to eat now and, you know, like we'll get wings or we'll go to Chili's and it's like, we're watching the Muhammad Ali fight. <laughs> we're watching like Super Bowl 13, like... So weird. Anyway, that's the sign. But what I'm the reason I say that is because it's not like, you know, it's it's it may be cheaper now, right? I mean, that's one of the things. I remember when I was an administrator at the previous school, like I was always opposed to fl- uh to mail in mail in stuff. Always. I'm like, why are we dropping thousands of dollars when we can just do something on social media? And then we would drop thousands on a TV ad. Now, we had success, I believe, on the radio ads that we did. Because, you know, everybody's commuting is still a part of life. Like people still listen to now you can with your phone, you know, you can stream stuff, but people still like doing their, you know, the early morning drive or the afternoon. Some of you listen to our podcast in the mornings on the way to work. But again, I think more and more people are moving to podcasts, right? So that's where you got to advertise. So unless your demographic is, I want people 40 plus, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm assuming it's probably like late thirties up through like the sixties that are like listening to radio or serious 
um, XM more than they're listening to podcasts, right? Yeah. If you're Series so XM, I think so. I, I'm assuming, okay. right? Um, or XM Radio or whatever it is, right? <laughs> um, so there are people who who are going to be. It's going to be a harder shift, or they they're not going to make that shift to podcast. But I think any 18 year old through 25 year old is listening to all of their music on Spotify oh, or on Pandora. Oh, yeah. They're not listening to it on the radio or they're watching it through YouTube and they're getting their news or they're getting their political shows or their, their self-help or their religious shows or whatever it is that they're getting through podcasts, right? They're not getting it through listening to, you know, DJs on the radio or, or specific shows that talk about, you know, the stock market, right? They're, if they're going to listen to stock market stuff, they're not going to wait until, oh, is it the right time at the right place? <laughs> creamer right, on. Do I have the right channel mm-hmm. on, right? No, they're just going to download a podcast. So again, and, and, and I want to even think about like what this means to us as, as resellers, right? So maybe you don't have to worry about the marketing, right? You're thinking like eBay's doing in a way marketing for you there, but it's also the platform you're using. If that's a platform you're using, then you do have vested interest in the type of marketing they do. Are they succeeding as a company? Are they growing? Are they putting their money in the right ways? Are the people they're hiring at the the top going to make the right decision? So you do have a vested interest in that, but you also have you know, to keep up with what's going on trend wise, not only trends for what are the right items to source, but what are, how are our up and coming generations getting their marketing? How can you market your own business, whether it's through, you know, networking? I mean, cause even that is going to change as time goes. So you want to make sure that you're kind of keeping up with what's going on and not just sticking to the tried and true because what's tried and true. I mean, there are certain things it's like, this is going to be a consistent, maybe it's like a marketing law or, or, an ethic law or whatever it is, it's going to stay no matter what. But then there's certain things that are going to constantly change. And so just because something worked for you five years ago, doesn't mean it's going to continue working. So you got to be constantly willing to adapt, to be willing to say, Hey, maybe this platform I'm using isn't the right one anymore. Uh, and, and, and shift and change. Yeah. And, but, and not to take away from eBay, like eBay has been phenomenal. I mean, even, you know, <laughs> I'm so used to not paying my, uh, my listing fees. Right after I hit, I mean, because you know we still got fifty thousand free up until July. I mean, there's a lot that can be done. My goal is still to get to three K listings, and it will hurt. I mean, once I start getting hit with those fees, it will hurt after July. Or as some people have suggested, it may be that as a result of this, they don't see the point in doing listing fees anymore or source subscription, one or the other. So we'll see. But I don't want to take away from I mean, eBay's doing well, even stocks. I mean, I bought eBay stock like at thirty three, and it's like at fifty bucks now. I mean, and it's still going in again, the, the market, that's a whole nother, just who knows what's going on there, man. It's weird. I'll take it though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, eBay, I definitely, I get the sense that eBay is still sharing the, the major, it is a major spot for secondary goods. It, it always has been, but I think it's reinforcing that. And I think it's establishing its dominance again, uh, because, there's only so much like, you know, a lot of you have contacted us and said, and again, I'm okay. Uh, you know, we support cross-posting. We have two ads about cross-posting. We think it's a great thing, but you also got to know what you're selling. Right. And so usually to me, the higher end goods that go for more money, you, you we, I always say, listen to my eBay because I'm Poshmark. A lot of it is just people literally still cleaning out their closets. It's not as reseller focused as eBay is eBay. It's a lot of businesses, people running businesses where there are a lot of business being run on Poshmark, but not to the extent that there is on eBay. And then Mercari, I, I, to me, Mercari is a step up from a uh, Craigslist. It's just, it's a virtual thing. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of harsh, but that's how I see Mercari still. 
And maybe I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments. I love to be wrong. Let me know. He doesn't love to be wrong. That's true. I'm pretty arrogant. All right. Moving on. All right. Hey, uh, so let's talk about Amazon a little bit. So Amazon's Prime Day has been pushed to September. But Amazon is having this summer sale like June 22nd for apparel. So if you have, you've been, if you saw on Amazon, I anticipate that, you know, usually when there ever there's Prime Day, yeah, all the lightning deals and all the good stuff sells for, you know, really quick, but everybody's stuff sells, right? You begin to sell stuff that has been sitting in your inventory for a year. And actually Amazon has purposely had, had talked about this, that they're like, Hey, I don't have the exact report up, but the, there was one of the reports that one of the Amazon spokespeople was talking about, we want to get those things off out of the shelves in the warehouse that have been sitting there for like the last nine months. Right. So this may mean maybe dropping the price on some of your items. This may mean, you know, making sure that you are sold out through all the stuff that's been sitting by the end of June. Right. So you can start off fresh and then you can start prepping uh, for Prime Day. I mean, I, I personally, this next week, I'm going to send a few FBA shipments in anticipating that there's going to be a lot of traffic that Amazon is going to work on driving to their site. And so I'm anticipating a lot of sales. So it's kind of encouraging because, you know, Prime Day was a good way for me to stop the the mythical summer slowdown. So any thoughts on any of that? No, I mean, um, it's, it's always good when there's sales online. I mean, I'm not a big... Uh, over the years, I've I've been less and less consumed by purchasing things for myself. Um, just recognizing like mm. it doesn't it doesn't actually you know scratch the itch. It doesn't really satisfy anything. Uh, but you know, as a as a reseller or as somebody involved in like the retail business, you know, sales are good. It gets people's blood going, and people want to buy, and it creates like a frenzy, like you said. And people are going to be buying stuff even if it's not that great of a sale. And you know, it's it's always going to be good. And maybe we could even say like economy stimulating. I don't know. So yeah, it's good. All right. Back to eBay now. Man, we're all over the place today. Dun, dun, dun. Then we're going to thread up after this. Nice. So, you know, we had mentioned about how like, it's kind of weird how you can't sell bullion or is it, am I saying that right? Bullion? Bullion. Bullion. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Sorry, my accent gets in the way sometimes. Or coins because of managed payments. But then I came across a story and I'm 99.99% sure this is accurate. So I'm not trying to put fake reseller topics here. Uh, but eBay was asked about the coin thing, right? Because we talked mm -hmm. about like, this is this is pretty wild. Like, yeah. you can't sell that? Like, that's a lot of income. And so I'm going to read it real quick. So this comes from Coin World. So I'm, I'm thinking they're an official site. I'm not a coin guy, so I don't know. But uh, they said officials confirmed that eBay is not ending sale of coins. And they said confusion over whether eBay was eliminating sales of coins and the other numismatic... The, the, Items. I'm, I'm hooked on phonics here. For sale at its online selling platform is cleared up by company officials. Steve Halupka, eBay's manager for emerging verticals. What a title. Like, what do you do for a living? I'm the manager for emerging verticals. Yeah. What's I'm going to put that on my next business card. <laughs> uh, which includes William Coins, sports memorabilia, and stamps released the following statement after Coin World inquired about collector confusion and misinformation found in online discussions, collector forums, so on. The official said eBay will continue to allow sale of coins, paper money, and bullion now and in the future. Further, eBay sellers that frequently listing coins 
Paper Money, and Bullion will not be required to register for managed payments until these categories are compatible. Until then, there is no action required and sellers can continue to sell on eBay as they do today. Nice. So does that mean if I don't want to do managed payments, which I already signed up, but yeah. if I did, I should start selling coins? Yeah, I've got like my, my son has a piggy bank, so I should pull out like like 15 pennies or something out of there and like list them for like $300 each and just call them collectible or something. Uh, knowing nobody will buy them, but say like, look, I mean, I'm a coin seller. You're going to have to wait until coins are are uh, part of, of managed payments. So I guess it's real. I mean, here's the one more. Uh, one more said uh, professional coin grading service president Brett Charville posted this message May 25th as part of the discussion thread. Last week, I reached out directly to the coin division head at eBay. And he was emphatic that eBay will continue to sell coins for years to come and that the thread regarding their change in payment policies misinterprets their guidance on the matter. Yep. Good. I mean, I I, I knew. Um, I mean, I guess I can't say I know. I, nobody knows anything Life for knew. certain. But but it was pretty obvious that eBay is not going to lose that significant of a chunk of their of their bottom line, right? And and coins is such a big percentage of the sales that they're doing on eBay. They make so much money off of each one of those sales. Uh, and yeah, there's no way that they would, they would, that would hurt eBay, right? So they're going to find a way to make it work. And maybe for whatever reason in the systems or current laws, because a lot of times there's like underlying things, uh, maybe, maybe Apple pay didn't allow it. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Like, uh, visa doesn't allow transactions dealing with coins or so, you know, there, there's who knows like currency can't be traded via credit or, you know, there's probably some underlying thing. And so they have to work through all the logistics of that. Uh, but yeah, there's no way they're going to say like on our platform, we're going to stop, you know, allowing this. That would be like them. You know, we're no longer doing shoes. We're no longer doing cars. We're not like they're not going to give up a big chunk of their business for no reason. Yeah. And and I, I would assume coin is like pretty hassle free compared to other categories, too. You know, so anyways, those of you that are selling coins, hopefully that's legit news and it's good news to you. Yeah. All right. So now did you you sent me this? Were you able to read the whole article about Walmart and ThreadUp? Uh uh-uh. No. So I don't know. It just seems like everybody like we've talked about before H&M was doing secondary clothing. This was like months ago. JCPenney is getting into the secondary market and now Walmart is getting to secondary clothing. So real quick, over the last few years, this is uh, this is directly from Walmart site. Headline says Walmart partners with ThreadUp to enter popular fashion resale market. Over the last few years, we focus on expanding our assortment of quality, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm thrilled to announce that we'll be offering even more fantastic brands with our entry into the popular fashion resale market through our online partnership with ThreadUp, the leading resale platform for fashion accessories at mass market. I didn't know that they were leading. Yeah, I'm sure they are, depending on how you title and phrase it. <laughs> so starting today, customers can shop walmart.com slash ThreadUp to find nearly 750,000 pre-owned items across women and children's clothing, accessories, footwear, and handbags. So men, no, no men's clothing. I, I kind of look at something like that as, you know, any big company buys other companies and and or partners with, but basically it's they they're buying portions of. And I'm sure what they want is is bottom line profit. They probably want to be able to say like, hey, we can pump in however much money into your marketing or into your advertising or into your infrastructure on your website in order to make it better. But you know, we need to take X percentage of your profit or we're going to own 27% or whatever it is. Um, and so the fact that you got to go to walmart.com slash thread up, right? Doesn't, to me, that doesn't like scream, oh no, like Walmart is now in the resale game of, of used clothes. What it tells me is, 
they see money on the table and they were able to acquire a portion or all of a company in order to maximize profits in that area and they see long-term benefit. I don't I don't see them ever doing it themselves. A lot of big companies do things like this. Like if you if you're a I don't know, if if you make widgets and there's another company that sells cups and you're like I have no desire to sell cups, but we're a big enough company that we can buy like that company or like a big majority of that company and we can kind of help them and get them platforms and get them in with the people we know, then you can make money off of them and you don't have to change. You don't have to add that to the, what you do. You're just going to profit when they profit. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. They do sell men's clothing and they have this thing for Father's Day and they have, you should look it up, casual dad, adventurous dad, fun dad. Dude, those guys, that guy's shorts, man. Like hey, that guy's a fun dad. That's fun. You have no idea what we're talking about. Just go check it out. And then you got Sporty Dad with the duffel over the shoulder. I'm going to yeah. go work out. So what kind of dad are you? <laughs> Is that rhetorical? Which, which, which outfit are, which of those outfits would you wear? I think I'm reselling that. Like same black shirt and khaki shorts every day. I think that's me. I don't know. Could I? How would I? Pose? You have to pick that. Like, you got to pick one of those. Like which one of those outfits do you see yourself wearing? I see myself as an adventurous dad. Really? Dude, like he's wearing yeah. khaki shorts and sandals kind of and I have but dude, I'm, fun dad, those are like those are boxers that you don't wear in public. I'm I'm in between adventure dad and a uh, trend loving dad probably. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but I've never seen you wear jeans like those, Mike. No, no, I would never roll like up the, like, roll up your yeah, jeans. Yeah, I never would roll up. But like I would wear like dress dress shoes with jeans and and like a a shirt, like a normal like t-shirt or something. So uh, yeah. This is it's, I mean, just check it out. I mean, it's Here's what I say. I, I when I want to find quality items, I don't go to Walmart. I know I'm not trying. Okay, I'm throwing shade. Ouch. But but I I don't. When I do need the practical day to day stuff, sure I'll go to Walmart. You know. But when I want quality stuff, like I go to Costco, right? I mean, would you say that like Target would have been a better uh, partnership with ThreadUp? Well, they were you know how to get like that. Well, you know what people market? say. You dress up to go to Target. You dress down to go to Walmart. Just the way it is, right? Is that what people say? That's what people say. All right. I mean, there's these TikTok. I don't, I don't say that. People no, there's a that. TikTok trend that one time when it showed people like, this is how I dress to go to Walmart. And they like just got out of bed and they're all messed up. And they're like, oh, now I got to go to Target. So they go take a shower, you know, put makeup on, get all dressed up and then go to Target. It's true. Like, look at the way the stores are set up. Like you feel, I feel better when I walk. And I love Walmart. Don't get me wrong. And, and whatever. If, if I throw shit at Walmart, whatever. But yeah, Walmart, like I always know where stuff is. I never have a problem finding an associate like Walmart. It's like you're on your own, man. Like you want to find something like you're not going to find it. If you do find somebody, it's like, oh, that's Billy's department over there. It's, you know, Juanita knows. And I'm like, what? No, like I came to you. Like you show me. I go to Target and it's like pick up the phone. It's like a Target associate will be with you in 60 seconds. Right. You know, in 60 seconds, somebody's showing up. Yeah. It's different. My wife and I one time went to Walmart. Uh, we had to stop for something. And she just got off of work. So she's in like, uh, you know, dress like a, a woman's dress business type outfit. And I'm in like a shirt and tie. And, you know, I, we're both dressed like kind of to the nines, just work, you know, attire. And we're walking in Walmart holding our hands. And this lady walks up to us and she goes, I just have to stop you. You guys are the best looking couple. You're just such a nice looking couple. You guys just you dress so nice. Like you're just the nicest looking couple in Walmart. And I was like, well, that's a weird thing to stop somebody and tell them, but thank you. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's, 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 I put it this way. So when I used to work loss prevention, undercover work, like I, at, at retail stores, 
Or law enforcement. Undercover agent. Yeah, whatever it was. On the job. But I I dressed differently at different stores. So like when I worked at Marshall Fields, which was a more, uh, it was like a high end. It was like, it was more high end than Nordstrom. Like I would dress more high end because that's kind of the clientele that came through there. Right. I mean, it is, it is, you, you dress, you know, for what you expect. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, and I, I like Walmart. I feel good at Walmart, so it's okay. I'm good either way. Anyways, right, there we go. I'm not fun dad. That's just not, and check out fun dad. That guy, I hope he got paid the bucks. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Wow, we were what were we mean? I mean, I, I think let's be honest, like maybe we're just a little jealous that we can't pull off the fun dad that, that that inside of us, yes, that's probably it. It was just just us not wanting to mm, we were just mean. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I okay, so getting it back to reselling. I'm not here's the thing. I there's so many opportunities and I keep, you know, you always hear people like you got to jump on every platform and I a hundred percent believe in cross posting, but I do think there's a place where you extend yourself too much and you got to really look, is the time you're spending on all these platforms worth it? Or is it good to pick two or three good platforms, cross post on those and then just keep moving. Right. So that's where I land on that. That's good. All right. Hey, we haven't had a chance yet to talk about this. If you are not following us on, on social media, it's a great time too, because we're yeah. always dropping content on there. And, uh, you know, a lot of behind the scenes and what we do and, and a lot of the stories we share, we were able to visualize more of it because we show, you know, on Instagram stories or on Facebook or on TikTok. So you can follow us on, on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as Pure Soul Podcast. We are Pure Soul Cast on Twitter. You could always give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or you could shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. SPRSpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for the reviews. I think we're like eight away from being at 300. So, hey. Help us get there. Just eight of you could just, we just want to hit 300 just because we want to feel like our, our lives are good. Yeah. So, if you if you have an iTunes account, if you got an Apple, uh, if you're one of those people. Um, <laughs> totally. I'm just kidding. Um, He's an Android guy. So, you know, go on to iTunes. Please leave us a review. Um, if you want to just leave us the stars. That's awesome. We appreciate it. If you want to write something, we read all of them. And honestly, those are those comments are the things that really keep us motivated and keep us going. So uh, thank you all of you who've already left a comment. Uh, we we truly appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, we'd love if you take the time to jump over there and do that. Yeah. And as always, thank you all for the donations, especially during this time. And I do want to see something real quick. So I didn't know that there was this PayPal setting that unless we accepted some donations, we we're not able to accept. And so huh. we we had a couple that got kicked back. So if that happened to you, we have fixed the problem and we're okay if you send us donations <laughs> now. It wasn't us rejecting it. It just, it was like, I got a message from people. I was like, you have rejected. I'm like, what? No. Like, why would I, why would we do that? Like, that doesn't make sense. So I fixed it in the settings and uh, appreciate all of you. Uh, it's, it's really awesome. All the support we get, like whenever we post anything on the podcast, on Instagram, whatever, the comments, we are, we are grateful. And it always keeps us motivated, keeps us moving forward. And we're so glad that we're able to help so many. And it helps us too, because we learn from all of you. When you shoot us DMs, when you leave comments, we're always learning from, from everyone. So thank you, all of you. Yeah. All right. It is time for Bolo. What's your Bolo? I was trying to do the lip sync and I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Yeah, you just I couldn't you get just, the time. You just made it look awkward. So everybody watching on YouTube, you're watch, like, you "What is Orlando like doing?" The super awkward. Uh, 
<laughs> so if you if you're not watching on YouTube, you got to at least come over and watch the part where the uh, the bolo part happened. And then while you're here, hit the like and subscribe button. There you go. That's right. I forgot to talk about that. You're not catching us on YouTube. All right. So what is your bolo? All right. So my bolo is, and and again. We shouldn't have to preface this with do your research, but obviously do your research. But what has been kind of hot for me recently is like the VTech, MobiGo type games, right? Now, huh. the systems themselves, I haven't done very well with. Uh, but what I've noticed is, and maybe part of it is the quarantine and a lot of parents with, you know, kids at home, they're trying to figure out what to do to keep them entertained, but also that's educational. Um, I've had a lot of these sell recently, a lot of game sell. Um, and the nice thing is I'm usually able to pick up like a lot of them, like maybe 15, 20 games somebody has of these VTech mobile type games. And in these games, you know, maybe I pick up 20 or 15 of them for 10 bucks, right? Or five bucks or depending on, you know, where you're at, what you're doing. So lot them in, get a lot of these and I'm selling a lot of them for, you know, anywhere from 10 to $15 with shipping. A lot of them is just $9.99 was plus shipping. Uh, but when you can get a whole bunch of them at once like that, and then they're selling, you know, it's it's a good thing, and and maybe this isn't like an an always bolo, but it could be a bolo right now, right? So, um, goes back to earlier bolo where we talked about like homeschool type stuff, educational stuff, and even going into the summertime, you've got to imagine that a lot of parents are trying to find fun, but they're also trying to to prevent what we would call like the summer slide, right? Where like kids are are regressing a little bit in their knowledge, and so a lot of parents are proactive about okay, you got to spend. For every you know hour you spend playing games, you got to do something educational. So whether that's books, activity books, or you know mobile games, you know from like VTech or those types of things, uh, now might be the time where those things are selling well. Oh, that's good. It, it's interesting because I have sold some of that stuff, so I can see that man, summer slide. I think my kid just lost six months of school. I do. Anyways, all right. So my bolo is uh, you know, we're almost at Father's Day. I think Father's Day is June twenty first. Am I am I off on that? Uh, something like that, you know, in Father's Day. But th this could mean a couple of things. This could mean on your listings that you just change some items that would go towards the father and you just put father <laughs> like in your listing because sometimes it'll come up. It's June 21st. So there's still a little bit of time, right? Because we're dropping this on June 10th, right? Which is on Wednesday. So we that that means that a lot of people are going to be looking to get stuff quick, right? So if you have some quick Father's Day items in the works, like, for instance, this is crazy. Somebody bought a, a snapback from me a week ago and they're like, Hey, I just want to make sure this is going to get to me before father's day mm. a week ago. Like what? I'm like, dude, this is going to get to you in three days. But you know, it got there and I didn't get the nice feedback yet. So I'm kind of hurt a little bit, but listen, if you have stuff, you know, anything that it will work in a den or you want to call it a man cave or a garage or, or, you know, you also have, Fun dad and you have adventurous dad. Like whatever works with Or that. maybe reselling dad and he wants a Pirosol podcast shirt. Right? Very, like, very, wow. <laughs> wow. Shameless plug. That was a shame. But that was a good plug right Thank there. You. I, I like that you. one. Good job. So look for, if you have items like you're thinking, hey, you know, this is, this is, you know, like let's say you don't do men's clothing and you have men's clothing sitting around. Maybe now is the time to list because maybe it'll sell. And remember, there's. It runs a genre. Even, you know, there's some people that are going to look for cheap gifts for their dad, right? Because usually their dad doesn't care about stuff. And so they're just going to give it over. But there's others that whose dads are collectors, right? So they're just changing one of your keywords may help. I have noticed it doesn't help as much as it used to. I remember like four or five years ago when I would do that, I would get a lot of stuff that said Father's Day on it would sell. I don't see it as much, but it's just, it's, it's just another way 
right? To kind of help you bring in more sales. And if you have shipping, that's fast. Amazon is still delayed on some things. And even, even some things on eBay, I just ordered shipping supplies. It's not going to get to me till June 24. Yeah. I bought, I bought a, a life vest because we're going to go kayaking my wife and I this week for our anniversary. And I have a life vest and she does too, but it's at her, at her sister's house. And so I went on Amazon and the soonest it would get here was going to be over a week or close to a week. And eBay, it was like three days. So bought on eBay. Yeah. So, hey, good, good for us on eBay. Yeah. So, so, hey, so think about that. Think about if you have stuff that would go towards the father. I mean, one of the number one sellers for me, it's weird for Father's Day, are snapback hats. That makes sense. I think just dad likes wearing, you know, you got sports dad that likes wearing the hat or you have dad who was in the military that, you know, I, I talk about those hats all the time that they list a certain like squadron or something that somebody was a part of. And people like picking up those hats. So that's another bolo to keep an eye. Because I do sell a lot more of those just before Father's Day. So keep an eye. Yeah. So hopefully that was helpful to you guys. Sometimes I, I feel like bolo is like, like I, I go, is this something that just works for us? And then other people go out there and they pick stuff up and they're like, maybe just Orlando and Mike have success. You know, the bolo is be on the lookout. It's not like uh -huh. go buy this right Guaranteed now or you, are, or you are not a real reseller. You know, it's just be on the lookout. Maybe, maybe you see it and do your research and do what you got to do. You do you, man. <laughs> you do you. All right. So what are you looking forward to here? Um, you know, obviously summer break, uh, but one of the things I'm really looking forward to, I'd like to see some more thrift stores in my area open up, but, um, I'm kind of excited to get working on my go-kart. I, I honestly, the more I've been looking at go-karts and seeing them on offer up, um, I don't think I'm going to make as much money as I was originally hoping, but I still think I'll make a couple hundred bucks uh, and I'll learn something in the process on it. Uh, but I'll finally have time to work on the engine and, and spend some time doing that. And I haven't had that time. So you know how it is when you got something kind of hanging over your head. It's like, I got this project that I want to do, but I haven't had any time to get to it. Do you know what you have left on the go-kart? Like what you have to do? Yeah. I mean, I, I know the pieces I need so I can get those. And then um, I'm debating whether or not I should just buy a new engine because you can go to Harbor Freight and get uh, a pretty good size engine for a hundred bucks. And they're like a perfect go-kart engine. Or I could probably spend like $70 and fix the engine that's currently on there. And it's a little smaller. So it's like, okay. Ooh, that's is that a hard choice for you? It, well, it's not, but the thing is, um, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a hard choice, but part of me says, if I take this old engine off and buy an, a new one, am I going to learn anything about engines and how to fix stuff? And that way, when I uh. see another go-kart or something where it's like, you know, there's something wrong with the carburetor, there's something I can go, oh yeah, I can fix that for 15 bucks as opposed to, well, it's going to be a hundred dollars for me to buy a new engine every time. Right. So I could start to learn like, okay, this problem is too much or this problem is easy enough to fix. So that knowledge might in the long term do me good. Now, might I buy a new engine and then spend some time fixing the old one? I might do that. But then it's, again, I don't have that urgency because, you know, then it's just an engine sitting in my new shed as opposed to, um, you know, a whole go-kart. Interesting. So, <laughs> so if it works out, what's the next step? Like, let's say you get a fix, you make good money. What's the next step? Um, I'm thinking buying a bigger, a bigger, nicer go-kart or a, um, a pit bike or something like that. Yep. And then is there a next step after that? Yeah. Buy a bigger, nicer one. And then um, <laughs> I just thought to see where it goes. Like, and, yeah. and you're like, I'd like to, I'd like to like old, like it, by the end, I've always wanted to have uh, like a sand rail or like a really cool, um, Baja bug or something like that. And, um, I don't know enough about those types of things to fix engines and work on that stuff. So, you know, I might get to a point where I, I'm at, I've 
made enough profit that I can buy one of those and all the parts that I need to fix them up. Um, or I can, um, you know, just enjoy having one. I don't know. So kind of excited about that. I've also, um, there's a, there's a Suzuki, I think it's Suzuki. Um, Suzuki Samurai is a cool looking vehicle that I know is kind of like Baja bugs. People put a lot of work into and do like mm-hmm. overland stuff. Um, and, and again, that's not the world I live in, but I'd like to try it out. And if after two or three go-karts or dirt bikes, I'm like, you know what? I hate working on engines. I'll give it up, but at least I'll know. No, I, and I'm inspired by your story because I, I really like to know where it goes. I, I just went to lunch with one of my good friends uh, that I go garage selling with. And he's a guy that had the same scenario. He bought, and I've shared this before on the podcast, he bought an RC car, paid 20 bucks. It was, he was one of the first three, you know, me, him, and another guy. And his first purchase was 20 bucks. And then he sold it for 300. Then he was at 300 and he bought like a go-kart or something. And then he flipped that for, I think it was like 2K. Then from that 2K, he ended up buying an old school Bronco. He fixed that Bronco up. And today I was talking to him I'm like, dude, you don't have the Bronco anymore. What do you have? He's like, yeah, I got a beast now. I got, he has a, and he's probably listening to the podcast now. He has an F-350 quad cab, which obviously he had to pay a little bit more than what the Bronco sold. But he, it was a, it was a legit Bronco, right? And there's collectors out there for Broncos. It was the one where you can like take off the roof. And I mean, it was, it was, it was nice. I, I wish he still had the Bronco because that was a fun car. So so you never know. I mean, you never know. And and this may change the way you do things, or maybe you'll still keep doing the same old, same old reselling. And then this will be like the home run every once in a while. Yeah. Side, side hobby or, or, or at least knowledge. Like I like, I like yeah. knowing a little bit about everything. So at least if something goes wrong with my own vehicle or, or just talking with people, you know, there's enough people that I know who are really into something. And if you know a little bit, all you really need to know is a little bit about a lot of things. And not that I'm like, trying to teach people how to be charismatic because I, I don't think that's something like I'm great at. Like I don't have like great charisma and I'm able to like interact with people. But you'd be surprised how many times in a, you know, at a party or something, just knowing a little bit about something, even if it's not like, hey, I want to be able to talk about myself, but it allows you to, to be ask, the star of the party. No, but it allows you, <laughs> well, it allows you to ask the right kinds of questions yeah, and to show the right kind of interest. Um, and then to show like, you know, to be impressed when they say something, you might go over your head if you're like, well, you did what, you know, with that engine, like that's amazing. And that makes you more likable, which again is better networking. And then that can help you, you know, in, in so many areas. So even just, I, I've, I've, that's how I try and justify the fact that I've had so many crazy hobbies in my life is I know a little bit about a lot of things. And so it makes it easy for me, easier for me to interact with people, especially given that I'm naturally very, very introverted. Nice. Yeah. What about you? What are you looking forward to? So, <laughs> so I'm that sounded co- evil. What are you looking well, forward to? Well, it's not evil. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a kind of a hesitation, like in the sense that I really feel, and I could be a hundred percent wrong and maybe Orlando doesn't know what he's doing, but I do feel that retail arbitrage is a trap. Like I really, the more I've done it, the more I feel that it's out of all of them, it looks the easiest to do, but it's the hardest to do well in. I really do because I've pulled in some ridiculous numbers, but when it comes to the net profit, like it doesn't matter. That's why I don't show, like I don't do my Amazon chart. Like I could, I could show charts like some of the big boys out there, not like, you know, um, watch me Amazon t- style, but some of the other guys that are, I, I could, but it's like, it doesn't mean anything. Like I'm still living in my condo. I don't have a Lambo because the net profit and I wouldn't buy a Lambo ever. Okay. Not ever, but chances are fairly unlikely I would. So anyways, I'd rather get a Drive Ferrari. Drive up in that Lambo right yeah. up to the show. Right up to the show. Yes. Thank you. I'll keep for a wrap. Yeah. Uh, there's a remix coming in a few months. Is there? 
There is. It's going to go remix and then it's going to start us flowing again. Nice. It'll be good. Anyways, but what I say all this is that I've had a good two, three months of eBay's been solid. Like I, I really, I think I'm in a place with eBay where I, I know how I'm going to be able to scale now. Like I, I really, it's been really good. It's been really, really, really good. And then I dipped into doing some MF with Amazon and, you know, I shared that before and I'm, I'm like nine units away from selling out this huge purchase that I made and I made a decent profit and, and I'm good. So now I've had some time to reflect. Okay. I think I got Amazon MF down. I do have FBA down, but I, I've, I've had a lot more success in the FBA game when it's come to non-retail arbitrage. So what I mean, it's like when I send them DVD recorders or, or when I come up with a haul of new with tags, dead stock stuff, and I send it in or, you know, like Toys R Us liquidation, like that was, I'm still making money on that. But even then, I'm almost to the point that I've made as much money on eBay from that Toys R Us liquidation as I made on Amazon, which I never thought possible. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of traveling. And here in California, we're not, we're like on stage two of reopening. So a lot of our retail arbitrage we can't do. Like today, I'm going to hit a store later on today and try to do some RA. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to go a big box for that's one thing I, I, I'm not saying I'm not doing right now. I'll do it for Q4. But remember, big boxers are available to almost everybody, right? So I'm going to go to other stores and I'm going to see if I can find a way that I can make RA work through FBA. The other thing is, I know I'm going long-winded, but I, I really want to talk about RA here and we'll have a full episode about this and maybe like why I left Amazon retail arbitrage. But I, I find that it's very shiny and you like it and you love buying the stuff and you see the numbers and you see people on Instagram but sometimes I go, I've bought those same things and it's not that profitable. Like, I'm not sure how you're making all that money. So what I'm looking at is I want to see, can I make this go around now? Right. I have every, and here's the thing I'm thinking about already. I got to buy, I got to go pay for inventory lab, which is another 50, 60 bucks. I got to go do my repricer, which is going to be another hundred bucks. I got to get my scanner software. It's going to be another 10 bucks. So I'm already... $160 off the gate before I even started, right? Then I got to have the poly bags, right? That's another 20, 30 bucks, you know, buy from I Love Supplies, great stuff. We're not sponsored by them, but we're good friends with them. Um, you got to buy, you got to make sure label maker. I mean, there's a lot. It's not like eBay where I go to the thrift to pick it up, go home. I don't need a light box, but I have a light box. Click, 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 list it, done, right? There's a huge process. So I'm, I'm right now going to, I'm going to give it one more really good try in the next three weeks in prep of this sale day, send stuff into FBA and see if it's going to pan out because I'm to the point now, like unless it's liquidation or unless it's some random find that other people don't have access to, I don't know how much longer I want to be in the retail arbitrage game because it's burned me. And I've liked Merchant Fulfilled because I have control over my inventory. I don't get random stuff returned to me that's thrashed. I mean, even the Merchant Fulfilled returns I just got, stuff was in good condition. I think it's because people knew it was going back to me and not going back to Amazon. So I know that was long-winded, oh, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. I just, man, I just, I, I'm just tired of the glitz of retail arbitrage because I think that, I, I think it could be a, a trap for a lot of people. Shiny. It is. It's very shiny. So 
All right. Anything else you want to want to share here? Nope. All right. Hey, appreciate y'all tuning in to us. Hopefully this has brought you value or at least some kind of entertainment or at least some background noise while you're listening. That's right. So with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Wait. Mm-hmm.